This is Cody Smith, and you're listening to the Virtuous Coach Podcast. So drink more water. I know, but I don't want to hear I don't want people hearing gulping on the- <laughs> It's probably a pet peeve that I have when there, there's like dudes that do podcasts and I can hear their like water bottle crunching. Right. You already get annoyed enough with hearing me chew and <laughs> drink that you don't need to hear it on the microphone. Uh, but what do people like? When we, we were watching something earlier and it was somebody was like chewing or something like that. Was it Nick Bear? <laughs> yeah, he was like repulsive. Rec- recording himself taking a bite of like a breakfast burrito and chewing it. <laughs> like, that's so gross. I don't even like the sound of me chewing a banana because it just like makes this disgusting sound. <laughs> somehow, somehow you make it sound like it's crunchy and it's just a banana. <laughs> I know you're always like, why are you chewing the banana? I'm, I'm like, I'm mushing it. Uh, all right. Hey, you guys. So welcome to the Virtuous Coach Podcast. Today um, is... Pretty much a long time coming for me just because I have been trying to convince this person to come on the show for a long time. And, um, you know, I think we can present a unique perspective, especially with today's topic. But um, it's my absolute honor to present my best friend, um, the mother of my children, and uh, my partner in crime, uh, my wife, Megan Smith. So, babe, welcome to the show. Thank you. Is this going to be hard? I'm going to have to really pull this out of you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so in today's topic, we want to talk about um, basically making fitness a priority in a marriage. I think for us, maybe we can offer a unique perspective, especially considering like our relationship is built off of fitness. Um, but I think for us, we have pretty much taken the route since the, the, the time that we've been together and making fitness a priority for us. And I think we can offer a perspective to people to where they can listen to this and maybe they're, you know, a person that's married or have a spouse that's not necessarily there and maybe give some tools and some tactics as to, you know, what we do in our everyday life and, you know, present it to their significant other. So, um, first question for you, babe. Um, how did we meet? (laughs) Um, well, I joined the Navy out of college. I was a Navy nurse And my first duty station was Portsmouth Naval Hospital in beautiful Portsmouth, Virginia. Mm. Um, What a dump. (laughs) (laughs) I had uh, my my roommate actually from when I went to officer school also got orders to Portsmouth, Virginia. So um, we were just kind of looking for gyms in the area after we moved to Virginia. Um, She lived in Portsmouth and I lived out in Norfolk. Um, and she actually wanted to do more MMA-style training, which I was not interested in. <laughs> but um, she found this gym that did MMA training. She's like, but they also do personal training. Um, and they have, like, two trainers that do, you know, like, hour-long sessions or whatever. Do you want to come with me? So I said, sure. And so her and I, I think we were, like, clients number two and three total. I think Juliana was our first, was was your first client. Um, so we were some of the very first members of what was formerly known as CrossFit Seven Cities Mm -hmm. in Portsmouth, Virginia, in the old rundown building (laughs) off of High Street. (laughs) What were you guys thinking? (laughs) It was like, what was your, so you guys to give you some context. So, um, 
when what is now virtuous fitness we used to be called uh, we were actually seven cities elite fitness back then mm. and we were in the second story of our old basically where i started brazilian jiu-jitsu and then where i later got into doing um mixed martial arts and um when we started, it was just kind of like this thing that we started on the bottom floor, like a lot of the fight team was doing it. And um, I had actually stumbled in it through uh, a friend that I actually started the business with um, named Garrett. And, you know, we'd started this thing. And originally it was like we were just training the fight team and a couple parents got interested. And then we were full blown like, hey, what if we started a business? And the only place we could do it was... I guess it used to be like an old storage attic or something like that in that building. It was disgusting when we went up there, but we put some mats <laughs> down. There was literally just, you know, plywood and some studs and, you know, the, what is it, half-inch thick rubber mats that prevented us from coming through the floor. And um, I just, I can't imagine that looking at what we have now versus like back then what people thought when they initially came <laughs> in. Like, so when you walked in, like, what did you think? Be honest. The show is all about honesty. Uh, it was very uh, grimy. Coach is real handsome, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just for the record, we did not start dating when I first started going to this uh, gym. That true. was uh, a while later. That's true. Um, but, the yeah, it was very much like a, a dungeon, I guess is the best way I could describe it. But it was nice because... Um, when I would work out in college, I really had no idea what I was supposed to be doing um, and didn't really have a plan. So I'd go there and I would talk to Cody about this before. I'd go on the elliptical with my like nursing school textbooks and study and just go on the elliptical. Then I would get distracted because they were in front of the racquetball courts. So I'd end up watching people play racquetball while I was on the elliptical <laughs> and I never really did a lot of weight training or strength training. So I was very not knowledgeable in that department. So it was nice to just go for an hour. And I mean, obviously I enjoyed being there with my friend and roommate at the time. So that was, you know, time that we got to spend together outside of working at the hospital. Um, but just having somebody tell you what to do for an hour and you felt like you did a good workout afterwards and you felt accomplished. And, um, yeah, I mean, the building was not beautiful, but not we beautiful. had a barbell and we had some weights and we got stronger. And so it all worked out. It's <laughs> funny because that barbell, that kettlebell and all of those plates, like I bought it with a credit card, <laughs> including my, my Don't we one still have prison. that one barbell? Oh no, that was the, the, no, I still kept the barbell. Oh, it's like we, still at the gym. I we won't have get rid that, of it. that rack too. That yeah, I won't get rid one. of that stuff. <laughs> it, it, Sentimental. Tanya actually, Tanya actually like gives me so much crap about it. She's like, you gotta let go of that. And I'm like, no, man, like that's, that's number one, the first barbell and the first squat rack I ever bought. So there's a, I mean, it, it's easy. I think sometimes like I, when I lose perspective, I can look at like the squat rack or like know that that barbell's behind the wall and like what that means because it's easy to kind of get bogged down in everything. So um, so you came to the gym, you were one of the first three people to officially ever be trained by, um, myself and, you know, fast forward a little bit, a lot of life stuff was happening to me and, um, you know, we're at a mutual party. Like, how did the, how did the party go? <laughs> oh my God. I'm trying, you guys, I'm trying to lead her into the story where I, be be I Because be Cody's <laughs> version of the story and my version of the story are a little different. Yeah. Um, we went to a birthday party for our good friend, Kenny, 
um, which his birthday is in July, so it was summertime. And I went with, I'm pretty sure my friend Christy, and you came there with your friend Paul. So we had joined up together at this party. How did Christy get home that day? I don't know. She might have I think stayed. she drove. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, you drove me home. Maybe I drove. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we were all at this party. We all knew each other from being at the gym. It was a little bit bigger at this point in time because this was like a year mm-hmm. and a half later, right? Because yeah. we started coming there in 2010. And so this would have been the following. I feel like it was the second summer that we had been coaching people. No, well, it would have been my first summer there. Because we probably started in the fall of 2010, which would have been like October, September, I had it in my head that we had two summers in that building. You're right. It might have just been one. So this was the following summer of 2011 Mm -hmm. um, at this birthday party. And I was getting ready to leave. And you had come with somebody else. And no, back up. They (laughs) (laughs) They were getting ready to leave. But I was still there. And so... The person that you rode with was like, well, can you just bring Cody home when you leave? And I'm like, sure. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) And so in my head, I'm like, oh, she likes me. (laughs) (laughs) So then um, we're dry. I'm driving Cody home. And at some point we decided like, hey, let's. Oh, we were meeting up with Christy at this other like bar in Portsmouth. Downtown Portsmouth, yeah. And Cody proceeds to you know along the conversation say something like well you have to know I think you're beautiful and Mm. I turned and I looked at him and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) you think I'm what (laughs) and then wait pause pause (laughs) (laughs) like I I I don't know that like men legitimately say that their wife is beautiful Well, I wasn't your wife at the but time. Just in general, I was like, one of your how many, gym clients. How many you say men that to all had, your gym clients? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> I broke the rule one time. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how to answer that question because I have nothing to compare it to. <laughs> well, that's probably accurate. <laughs> but I, uh, it is. I feel like it's definitely not common to hear that when you're like, nobody uses the word courting anymore, but when you're courting somebody... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, then we went to this bar and we met up with my friend and she was like, do you see how he's looking at you? (laughs) (laughs) Not like in a creepy way, but in like an adoring, like he likes you way. He thinks you're pretty. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, oh, weird. Okay. Um, so yeah, we had a couple of drinks at this bar and then I actually took him back to his home and I walked to the door which Cody thought was an invitation (laughs) (laughs) as soon as we got in the door he tried to kiss me and he'll he will tell you this part of the story that I palmed his face face palm you guys (laughs) if you're not as outraged as I was at this moment looking back okay he had (laughs) you had had a few drinks and I was like no we're not doing this this way Mm -mm." listen if you're I don't know where you're listening to this at right now (laughs) but if you're like driving in your car or you're at the gym wherever you are just, just picture this. A woman's naked skin on her hand, palming and smushing my nose in as I go in uh, for the kiss. Um, and and yet, you still wanted to talk to me the next day. I know, day, I know. So. Well, it was a challenge at that point. Oh. Um, so you guys, I broke the rule one time. 
and uh, dated the dated the clients. And um, you know, here we are, ten well, years later. But you didn't finish the story. So the next day, oh, you I had texted you. you up. I uh, well, yeah, <laughs> okay, <hit> you up. <laughs> I texted you to make sure you woke up and went because you were still working your government job. So I texted you yeah. to make sure, like, hey, did you get up in time for work? Because yeah. you got home kind of late. And then he's like, oh, man. <laughs> Got her. <laughs> and then we went on an actual, like, legitimate date after that. So it turns out I'm not a sleazebag, and I, nor am I a drunken man. But, well, you know, the first date that we went on, Cody picked me up in his truck, and I got in the truck, and the first thing he says was, oh, my God, <laughs> oh my God. I forgot my wallet. And I, like, the, uh. I didn't show it, like in person but i'm pretty sure my eyeballs rolled to the back of my brain <laughs> i was like oh my god what did i just get myself into <laughs> but he found it he found his wallet it was yeah. in his gym bag of course. naturally yeah so we didn't have to drive all the way back to portsmouth he was gonna drive all i the wasn't way gonna back. let you pay i know he was gonna drive all the way back to portsmouth before we went out to eat in virginia everything. beach which it wouldn't have ruined it it just would have been a lot of driving time. It's so funny to hear that story and to think, like, how the heck <laughs> did this still manifest into where we're at now? Like, that's wild to kind of think about. Um, all right, so, you, you know, that was that was the how, how I met your mother <laughs> abbreviated version. Um, but, you know, that was 10 years ago. And I think... Um, oh 10 years, what? 12 years ago. 12, 12 years, ago. years ago. Well, 10 years married, but, like, 12 yeah. years total being together. That's a long time, babe. Um, so So something I think... Just because, like in the gym industry, I have, I get to have conversations with clients all the time, and it's it's very common for you know either one person to really be into fitness or for both of them to be into fitness, but they kind of both go their their separate paths. I find it not very frequent that like I feel like you and I walk in tandem with like fitness from like nutrition to like I mean we we went, on, we went on an eight mile run together today like I feel like we always find ways to make sure that our not only is our fitness like like for me like my fitness my health and fitness is a value that I have for myself so I think but I believe it is yours too but we always find way to to kind of walk in step and you know I'll, t- I'll talk to people at the gym about you know like if I talk to a wife and she's you know, working on her nutrition, but she's like, you know, I got to cook something different for my husband and for my kids and all these other things. And I'm like, well, my wife, you know, periodically will like ask me what I have left in my macros for the, at the end of the day, and then help to like decide on a meal if I'm going to have a late night at the gym or something like that. And I think that's unique. And, and I don't know, we, we do it so, I don't want to say effort, effortlessly as in like, you know, we're, we're so good at this because obviously we make mistakes too, but um, I think we do it without even giving, it doesn't take a lot of energy and thought. So um, there, there's some strategies that I want to try to ink out and, and kind of get to people here. So um, in your opinion, like how, how important has it been for like us to prioritize our fitness and our relationship? Um, well, I think it's extremely important and it's what's kept our relationship feeling young and alive. And um, earlier this, well, actually la- end of last year, I guess, um, when we both started working with nutrition coaches and um, we were training for a half marathon was something that we had um, picked to do together, something to kind of focus on. And one of the things I remember that you said to me, because I was doing like this challenge with my nutrition group, um, he was like, it's, it's really like, it's really, I don't know what the 
I probably said something vulgar. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, like it's really, it's, um, it's nice to see you like working so hard towards a goal. Like it, it's, it's good to see you do that. I I can't think of the, the word is escaping me right now, but it like, it made me more attractive to you that I was working so hard on this goal and like putting all these systems in place to achieve this goal. And it like made, you know, you like found me more attractive because it made you look powerful. So it's like one of our core values in the family is relentlessness. And I feel like you were like, it didn't matter what happened in a day. Like you, you made the thing happen that needed to happen. And I, and I think, and I'll kind of have a follow up question to go with this, but I think mom's, in particular, will like self not self-sabotage, but like will self-sacrifice themselves for the sake of their children or something like that. And I just have, I, I'm of this opinion that, you know, we've had talk about like mom guilt and stuff like that. And like, I, I'm of this opinion that I actually don't think that that's good. Like it, it seems like admirable to forfeit your own time for your children and stuff like that. Like we were talking about today on our run, like you were like, you know, I kind of feel guilty that we're out on this run and our kids are at home. Now they're with our, our older son. So they're, they're in <laughs> semi good hands, but like, <laughs> you know, they're safe. <clears throat> and, and my initial thought always is like, no, like you're being responsible. Like you're like, how can we ever as people like lead our children at it's the same way? Like I think for like my team and for the gym and stuff like that, like I have to lead from what I live. Like how can we lead our children and tell them to prioritize their health and to eat healthy and to, exercise and move their body and all these different things but like we don't do it like it seems like it's it it seems like we're living out of alignment with ourselves. so like when you when you pursued that goal it it, I already find you extremely attractive like if you guys look at my wife on social media she's extremely attractive but like somehow I found myself becoming more attracted to you and and I would even say like the our physical connection got better during that time too Oh, and it still, I, I believe, has improved because, like, we're now we're like, we finish one challenge, we sign up for another challenge. Like, you're training for your half, I'm training for my marathon. Like, I feel like that keeps us like on fire. Like, so what do you say to the mom that would struggle with what you would struggle with? Like in the past, where you would like, you would forfeit your time, your fitness time to do something. But now I don't. I feel like you're like, I get home, I've got 45 minutes of work, I'm gonna do the best I can to knock out something. Like, what what sort of mindset can you offer to? you know, that parent that's listening to this that does often forfeit their time. Yeah, I was super guilty of that, especially once the kids got older and got involved in um, sports and practices after work, like on days that I worked and they had somewhere to be right after work, you know, I wouldn't get a workout in. So there were stretches of three or four days where I wasn't getting any physical activity. And then when I when I started this um, this challenge that I did in back in um, September, which is just kind of what jump-started where I'm at now. It was like a six-week challenge. But anyways, one of the things was 30 minutes of cardio every day. Nothing major. It could be a walk outside with your dogs. It could be running around the park with your kids, whatever. You just had to do 30 minutes of like moving your body every day. And what I learned from that was that there's always 30 minutes in the day. Like there's always 30 minutes and you can, you can get a good workout in, in 30 minutes if that's truly all that you have. Now I will say a lot of times I try to, I do try to do my workouts like when the kids are at school or when they're busy doing something and you're running out to practice. Like I'll 
you know, try to do my runs in the two and a half hours I have that Holden's at school. Um, but sometimes that can get exhausting trying to cram all your workouts in a two hour period in a span of like six days, you know? Um, so even on days like the other day, I, it was one of my work days. So I worked 10 hours, but I knew I had to get a third run in for the week. And so I just, as soon as I got home, I went downstairs on the treadmill and I ran my five miles and I was done. And I, I do still struggle a lot with the mom guilt. You know, there's part of me that was like, oh, here I am running on the treadmill for an hour and my, you know, Holden, Holden likes to sit in the gym with me when I'm running on the treadmill and ask me like a million questions. But Why are you sweaty, <laughs> mommy? Yeah. <laughs> Can I run with you? Um, so he's, you know, either like on his little tablet or watching a movie on the TV that we have in the gym. Um, so it... I think the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway I can give somebody, give a mom, is that there's always 30 minutes, and there's always, you know, like, if you go to our gym, you can fit in a one-hour class. There's 23 hours in a day. I don't know how many that comes out to for a week, but it's, you know, it's like less than 10% of your week with your family and with your kids, um, and so I think it's really important to to not lose sight of yourself. And that was one of my big, um, like, I don't know if I would say goals, um, since I've started kind of like running the half marathons and focusing on my nutrition a little more, that one of my goals was to prioritize myself. I still obviously prioritize my kids and I love my kids, but I, I was losing a lot of myself as like a, a sacrifice to get them where they needed to be and to get them to their activities and to get them fed and all of these things. And I was not where I wanted to be physically. And so just, just realizing and even mapping out the day, like, okay, I can fit 30 minute. I can do a 30 minute walk on the treadmill. I can take the dogs for a 30 minute walk. I feel like you always can like, not, not you, but just like in general. And like when I have these conversations with people at the gym or just with clients in general, like if you're a client listening to this, you you may have had this conversation with me. If you struggle with this, I, I'm very aware that I often joke that like I'm the wife, I'm the, I'm the mom in the relationship sometimes with like the way I run around and do all the running and stuff sometimes. Like, you know, I'm basically magic school bus, Miss Frizzle in the morning (laughs) sometimes. And, and and for me, like that's, you know, that is typically like the, the, the trait of the female, like the females doing all the running and stuff like that. And I do that. And I think, um, when I'm having conversation with people, I'm always like, I always tread lightly because I never want to be like, you have time, you're just not planning appropriately. But that's ultimately what the conversation comes down to because um, I, I think about, like, the, the whole quote of, like, if it matters to you, you'll make time. Because I think what has to happen is a perspective shift has to happen. So I think maybe in the past, and I'm not, I don't want to speak for you, but just me looking on the outside, is, like, you, like, if you weren't able to do your full program as it was written and, you know, the whatever Metcon or run was, was, you know, attached to it, you would often feel as if, like, you weren't doing enough or you better off not to do it at all or, like, to wait for the perfect day for it to happen. And I feel like your perspective shift to where it's like, well, I'm just going to do a lift in my run. I've got this 45 minutes. I'm going to do, I'm going to make, out of all the things that I had, you know, like, I, I do programming for Megan, like, out of all the programming that I've written for her, you would just prioritize, like, what was important based off of the time that you have. Like, would you say that's accurate? Yeah, and and right now, um, training for the half marathon, I know, like, my running days are my priority right now. I try to do 
Um, you know, in the fall, I kind of I focused a little too much on running and not enough on strength training and um, other conditioning. So I try to do like four, my four runs per week and then three strength training sessions of some kind. Um, and like this week, I got two of those in, but I got all my runs in. Like I did my last long run today. Um, and so sometimes something has to give, but I, you know, I still was able to get, you know, five days of workouts in. But well, I st- while also working 10 hours a day, a couple of days a week. You know? <laughs> but I still felt like, oh, my gosh, I missed that one strength through. Maybe I should do it tonight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's where my head is at. But, um, but it, you know, yeah, in the past, it would it would be like, oh, I, I don't have time for this. But really, if you're if you're saying you don't have time, it's it's more like I'm not willing to make that a priority right now. And that shifted for me kind of around the fall, last fall is that I do have time and there's never a perfect time. You know, it's like, oh, I'll wait until, for, you know, for our kids, there's a lot of sports. I'll wait until football season's over. Well, you know, like baseball and football season overlap with our kids. So there's really never an ending to the sports season. Oh, I'll wait till it's warmer outside. I'll wait till it's bikini, you know, whatever. Like there's never a perfect time to start. Um, so really just start now do 30 minutes a day, even if it's just walking, you know, depending on where you're at physically now, just do a little bit extra. Um, right now, you know, I, I had a goal of like 10,000 steps a day when I was, you know, working on my half marathon in the fall and just kind of getting my shit together. (laughs) And so, you know, now I'm like, well, I know I can do 10,000. Let's try 12,000 steps a day. And so now my goal is 12,000 steps a day. So I know, and another like thing that I, like a non-negotiable that I have for myself right now is 30 minutes of movement a day. Now that could be my running workout. That could be my strength training workout. Um, last couple days when I worked long days and I was super exhausted, it was just a 30 minute walk on the treadmill to make sure I got my A, 30 minutes of movement in and B, my 12,000 steps. So Sometimes that's walking on the track at right. our son's football game. And exactly, <laughs> yeah, and 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 it might mean that you wake up thirty minutes earlier and do yoga for thirty minutes before you go to work or something. You know, like I already wake up at four o'clock, so waking up earlier is not really an option no. for me. Um, but you know, sometimes it it does mean uh, getting on the treadmill. At I I ran my five miles on the treadmill the other night at what eight. 30 p.m. because I, I got off work early so I was like okay great I can go do my five miles before I have to pick up Noah and take him to practice and I was like well no I only have like 35 minutes I can't run five miles that fast not yet anyway <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I had I didn't have enough time to do all the miles and so then it ended up like well I just have to do it after the kids go to bed then and I did it yeah. I was a little wired before I went to bed but it was <laughs> it worked out <laughs> I think I think what um, like an underlying thing there was like we a couple things first thing is I would say on a daily basis both of us um, you especially over the past few months have been very adamant about making sure that inside of our day we are thinking about that time where we're going to find that window to exercise and I think for for like couples listening to this or you know maybe you're listening to this and you want to have a conversation with your spouse about it 
I think it's important to just make sure that you guys both communicate clearly about like what each other needs to get done every day. So, um, I find that I'm pretty aware of like when Megan has workouts, uh, I mean, I do her programming, so I know, and, her, and I know her schedule. So I've kind of got to a point where I understand what days she's going to exercise and stuff like that. And I think I allow you space to go and to do things. Not that I would tell you to do anything anyways, but like you, you always have my undying support to where even though at 8.30 the other night, of course I want to relax on the couch with you and talk to you. I hadn't seen you all day, but at the same time, you're, you're better when you exercise, meaning like you feel a certain way. You, you show up differently in our relationship. And I think you, you offer me that same support to where it's, it's not very often you're like, oh, you got to go to the, like, you're going to go work out now. Usually, usually when you, you, you do say that, but when you say that, it's usually because you know that if you're feeling lazy that you're going to get up off the couch and come downstairs too. Yeah, I'll feel obligated to also go work out. Which is out. positive though, right? Like it's, it is. So I think like where, where Megan and I are very successful in prioritizing our fitness and our marriage is like we, we have a foundation of like what is valuable to each other, meaning she knows that my health and fitness is, is, is valuable to me and it's something that I prioritize. And I know that that is something for her too. So when we, when we start each day understanding like there is going to be a window of exercise where we won't be together and that she's going to need support and space and I'm going to need to keep the kids out of her hair and vice versa. Like, I feel like we offer each other that without it even at this point, we don't even have conversations about it. She's like, oh, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, okay, cool. I got the kids or, you know, Hey, if you're taking the kids to practice today, I'm going to knock out my run. Can you pick them up? And it's usually like, whatever you need. Like, mm-hmm. so I think it's important, like for both sides of the spectrum, you know, both husband and wife to, to have conversations around each day about what each other needs to do, what each other like would like to get done that day and then offer support as much as you can. Like if your wife wants to go to the gym, well then what needs to happen for her to go to the gym if you're able to provide support? If your husband wants to go to the gym or he needs to go on a run or whatever it may be, and I'm not saying like to the person who's like a chronic exerciser that's going to go exercise for four hours, like that's a little obnoxious. Like, but if, if we need, you know, 60 minutes of support from each other, that that's kind of like some some low hanging fruit that you can provide support to each other inside of the relationship so that you can get those things done. And I think that we do that on a daily basis. And maybe initially that would be because, I mean, our relationship was founded in health and fitness, right? And you, when you met me, I was a trainer. I mean, was fitness what you did? Was it like such a priority to you in your your younger years, the same as it is now? Um, I mean, I you know, I played sports and I got a lot of my physical activity through just that sports, you know, games and practices and things like that. I wouldn't say I was doing anything above and beyond that. And I kind of lost, you know, a lot of that when I went to college, because now I'm not playing, you know, on a sports team anymore. And that's where I kind of lost my way. And I didn't (laughs) really have any clue what I was doing so I did I did a lot of running in college just because I didn't know what else to do um and I would run around campus a lot um so I I have always had kind of a exercise bone to beginning physical activity but I I would have periods where I would be in oh I'd go a week or two without really doing anything and and I feel like, oh God, I gotta do something because it really starts to affect your mental health after a while when you're when you're not prioritizing that physical activity. And 
um, allowing all these other things and stressors in your life to take priority over that. Um, so, so joining the gym when I moved to Virginia was, was definitely beneficial because I felt like I had direction, um, and I wasn't just running in circles. <laughs> and then you married the owner and you're and never going to be able to sit still ever again. <laughs> I, know, I know. And now my lazy Sundays have turned into Sunday fun day workouts at the gym. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of nice because in the, and we've even taken the dogs up, but the kids can run around and they like to, you know, throw the football in, in the gym. And there's enough space to do that in this gym versus where we started out. Um, but it's kind of, it's it's interesting because we've, we've gone from, um, you know, the smaller gyms that we've kind of grown larger and larger, but the, the kids growing up in the gym has remained the same. Like Noah was riding his bike when he was four years old. We, we moved from like the little dungeon thing that we had to like an old, like motorcycle repair, like it was like an old Harley Davidson dealership. Um, so there was like a ramp that went into the thing and Noah would just cruise. He busted his face open that one time but he would just cruise in and out of the gym on his bike and now you know like Holden will take his little like um what's that bike without the oh like the strider the balance bike you know and he's like cruising through the gym and he's on the pull-up bar trying to do toes to bar and it's it's interesting to see that it's it's not only a big part of my my life and your life but also our our kids have all grown up in the gym and physical activity is something that's ingrained in them now too. Mm-hmm. Would you, so I want, I want you to talk, uh, talk a little bit on like our family rule that we have. Um, <laughs> the family rule that you made. <laughs> th- I mean, but we, like we talked about it and yeah. so a lot of times guys, like when for, for my men out there, like um, I, I'm a little bit more traditional, right? So if you're offended by this, you know, I'm sorry, but um, I, I do, tend to think more traditional in that it's up to the man to lead in the family. So it's for me, I'm always seeking, I'm always personally seeking growth in something, but I'm also always seeking and and watching other men that I value that have the fruit that I want. And like, what things are they doing that like I can take away from their life? Like I watch a lot of vlogs on YouTube. It's why that I, it's why I have my vlog. Like my hope would be somebody can watch something that I do. I'm like, Oh, that's a good idea. Or maybe you're listening to this and you have like, you hear something and you know, a way that Megan and I operate and you can be like, Oh, that's a good idea. But uh, I'll look at these men around the, the, you know, the, the fitness space and like, look at what they're doing when they have something that I find useful. I bring it into my world. And uh, recently I was watching, I would say six, seven months ago, I was watching a vlog with uh, Jason Kalipa. He's the, the owner and founder of NC fit. And he talked about him and his wife had created this thing in their family called sweat every day. And it manifested to where, because eventually, I, I believe, if I understand correctly, like um, things kind of fell off, and it's mainly just like him, his daughter, and his son that are doing it now. But his daughter and him get up every day at six a.m. and they he'll ride the bike and coach her, and then later on he'll work out with his son. Um, and I think his wife does some things on her own. But like the, I saw that and I was like, what a brilliant idea! You know, we want fitness and health to be a priority in our home. You and I have made it a priority our kids need to make it a priority too. Like I have CrossFit kids certification. Like I know how to train children. So it's like, we need to bring that in. And I also thought of it from the sense of like, sometimes those dudes are just full of energy. And if they don't have a practice that day or we don't have jujitsu that day, they're wired. So what are ways that I can kind of tire them out? So honey, please talk a little bit about our, our rule in the house 
and, you know, what you've kind of seen from like a growth perspective, both, you know, physically and mentally um, inside. So we don't do this. We have three sons. We don't do this with, although I'll get him, I'll get Holden to run on the treadmill every now and then. <laughs> he kind of think that's funny. Um, it's he, like he, putting a, a hamster on one of those spinning wheels. <laughs> shot off the back occasionally. Um, <laughs> but so he doesn't, he, he'll, he'll be down there kind of messing around and playing while we're doing stuff. But our, our middle son, our eight-year-old and our 13-year-old participate in this thing. So babe, please kind of go into the, the family rule and what you've seen from a growth standpoint. And, and for those families listening to this, like feel free, steal, like take it in and put it into your world. And, and, you know, you guys can benefit from it as well. Um, so the rule is sweat every day. Mm -hmm. So every day you have to do something physical with your body. And I will say our boys are very busy. So a lot of times they have a baseball practice that checks the box, football practice that checks the box. Um, they are <laughs> they're so busy. Oh my gosh. Um, they do like speed and agility training on the weekends. So check the box. So really the amount of times we're getting an extra sweat in at home is maybe like two days a week, three tops probably. Like outside of like sports stuff. Like outside of Like if they their, don't have jujitsu or they right. don't have yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and Well a lot more when they weren't when they weren't playing sports. We were doing it like a couple of nights a week. Yeah. But now that you know, baseball starting again. Anyway, um, and I, I think <clears throat> at first it was really like, oh my gosh, we got to do this again. We got to go downstairs and work out. And now they get like excited about it. Like our oldest, he's almost 14 now. And he's like, you know. He's been cool to watch. He's like hitting puberty and, you know, getting that testosterone flowing. Little, little so. armpit hair coming in. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like seeing the, the benefits of of training with dad like you know he's lifting a little bit heavier he's he's deadlifting a little bit heavier and now he's like hey dad can we go deadlift <laughs> you know he's a 13 he's 14 he's got the man voice down. Getting a little deeper dad can we go deadlift tonight how about bench press and i'm like buddy sometimes you got to do other stuff too you can't, <laughs> can't just skip, bench can't and, skip like that. and deadlift but um so it's cool and and uh nathan he's our eight-year-old um today we do well oh, yeah. when we sit down at when we sit down at dinner we do what we call happies and crappies so we go through everybody and we you know what's your happy what's your high point for the day and what's your crappy what's your kind of low point or something that you struggled with today and nathan said his happy was speed practice and we're like well why was why was speed practice your happy for today like what about it made you happy he's like well, it was hard work, and you get stronger when you do hard work. And I almost <laughs> cried because I was like, oh, my gosh, that's uh, so true. But, like, you're eight years old, and you don't really care about that. But it's it's cool to see them, you know, want to make it a priority now because they want to get better, and they want to be the fastest on the field, and they want to be the strongest on the, you know, the strongest hitter on the team and and all of those things. And, and they're putting that link together that, like, well, if I do this training, that will translate over to me being faster and stronger and hitting the ball farther and throwing the ball farther and all of these things. So I think they they see the benefit and, and I do think that maybe they don't realize it, but the the like mental health part of it too, or just like feeling accomplished and feeling like you did something that day versus you know, being in school all day and then coming home and, you know, maybe they'll go play basketball outside or maybe they'll 
you know, if it's pouring rain, because we live in Washington, they're just watching a TV show after school. So they're always moving their body every day, and I think that makes them feel good and feel accomplished. And and it's another way of, it's another way for our family to bond, mm-hmm. you know, and spend time together. And and it's a it's a healthy way of bonding. I feel like generation generationally, poor health, like we'll, we'll say poor lifestyle runs in both of our families. Like they don't take as good of care of themselves as they as they could. And when I saw that, that whole, like, you know, we'll post about it on our social media and we'll say like hashtag sweat every day. I think like for me, it's, it is like, we're talking about the stay on the run about how, like, I want to live very more, very much more like intentionally every day. I think it's important for me as like the leader of the family and for you as the leader of the family to, to like impart these types of qualities on our children um, because like, I don't want, like, I want the generational poor lifestyle to stop with me, meaning like it doesn't go past my line. And now my line has created an athletic, you know, strong and capable, you know, family tree from, from our part of the family tree on. And that was be, that's become very important to me. And I think the problem has always been with our boys is they, fitness is one of those things that is like, it's not instant, like it takes time. And like, I think initially we had to continue to stay on them and maybe it was a burden to them at first. And, you know, as a parent, you're like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to make them hate working out. I don't want to make them hate eating healthy or, you know, I don't want to make them hate all these things that are good for them so that they kind of flip into the opposite later. But I kind of, you know, held space, if you will, and held true to what I, like, I really felt it was the right thing. And, and you supported me in that. And now we're on the other side of it and both of them are seeing results. You know, Nathan is a lot faster. He's a lot more explosive. He's, he's strong. He's kind of like, you know, wiping the floor with people at jiu-jitsu because he's just, you know, he's just beanpole, but he's just super strong. And then, you know, my son and my oldest son and I had a, had a foot race on the track a couple of weeks ago. And I was just like, you know, I've been, I'm a big dude. I'm six foot five, 225 pounds of twisted seal and sex appeal. So like you wouldn't think like I can move still. Right. I just embarrassed my wife. You guys, um, like I can move though. And he like, he beat me in a foot race. And I think, cause he still talks smack to me about it now. He's like, dad, you can't, cause he's like, you can't catch me now. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe I did run a lot of miles that day. Like maybe my, you know, my knees were bothering. I don't remember, but it, but it's cool. Cause he's like seeing how able he is now. And, um, I think that that, that bond and that now I know that the buck stops with us and that we're all going to be healthy now like that, like that, that supports like me when I get to the end of my days, knowing that like I gave something positive to my family tree and like that makes me feel good. So what, um, I think for us, like we, we've always like very easily don't have to talk about, um, like being there for each other and supporting each other. But I think not everybody's in that same boat. How would you recommend that, you know, couples work together to motivate each other inside of their fitness. I think to, to, I'm not going to speak for you, but I think the fact that we will, we've been setting goals together that has helped to motivate each other because you know what my goals are. And in the past I would set them and you wouldn't know, or unless I voiced them to you. And then if you had goals or didn't set goals, like that would kind of run into us being able to support each other. Not that I didn't want to support you, probably not that you didn't want to support me, but we didn't know what to support. Whereas like now it's very much, 
like there's there's backup there. What would you say to the couples out there that want to want to like motivate each other and get moving in the right direction? Well, I will just say that I have been supporting you for a very long time. Mm. I remember many Portsmouth runs with you in your sweatsuit, oh. <laughs> <laughs> cutting weight for a fight, yeah. and me running alongside of you. But <laughs> um, I think one of the things that works really well for us is having like a, a we call it a, a marriage superset mm. at the beginning of the week. I feel like we could be better at that here recently. Yeah, we kind of go in spurts where we like do it every week. Well, and well, then but kind of thinking about it out loud, do we though? Because I think we kind of have a marriage superset all day, every day. No. Anyway. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Like, do you ever, like, I feel like we always voice, like, what we have going on and stuff yeah, like no that. Yeah, no, we do. Like, okay, I got to I gotta take the kids to practice at this time, and you are coaching jujitsu until, you know, 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll get my workout done at some point. Um, I, what works for me now is I have, like, a, a weekly, like, basically, like, a weekly sticky note type thing where I, like, write out what days I'm going to do my runs and what days I'm going to do my strength training a lot of times it's on the days that I'm not working at the hospital um and so Cody kind of knows that on my days off like my mornings I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up early and I'm gonna do strength training and then I'm gonna go run because I would much prefer to run outside I'm gonna go run while Holden's at school and so he just kind of automatically knows that that's the time I'm gonna take for myself and um and then you know, we were both talking this week, like, okay, well, I got to do my long run on Saturday. I'm like, well, I got to do my long run on Saturday. He's like, well, I got to run 13 miles. I'm like, well, I got to run eight. He's like, you want to run eight miles with me? And then you can go and finish your 13. And so it kind of just worked out to where it was The like, first eight were way better than my last five. <laughs> um, so it kind of worked out that, you know, he's like, okay, well, I have this meeting in the morning and then I'll come home and, and we can run at this time. And then you know, <laughs> I'll be done in time to get home and get the kids to practice and you can finish your five miles and then meet us there. And so, um, I think just not, not like surprise, I'm going to go do this thing for two hours. You know, I'm going to go run a half marathon real quick. Um, <laughs> knowing in advance that, you know, what the plans are for the week or for the day, um, or even just establishing, like for me, it kind of fluctuates day to day. Like for for Cody, it's a little bit easier to work out at a similar time every day. Um, for me, it's different depending on if I'm working or not. Um, but just having a set time that you go every day, like if you go right after work and, you're, and your spouse knows that, you know, making plans for who's going to pick up the kids, who's going to drop off the kids, what are we, you know, what's the plan for dinner so that we're not eating at nine o'clock at night, which sometimes we do that too. Um, <laughs> but so we kind of sit down and, okay, this is, you know, what the kids have this week. This is what we each have this week. This is, you know, what, what groceries I got, what meals we're going to have. I know that this day is going to be a long day. So I'm going to plan something quick for dinner. Um, you know, this day I'm off. So I'm going to, you know, put something in the crock pot to cook all day and, or I'll make a bigger meal because I know that I'm going to be home and I have time to do that. Um, so just having a plan, I think, is is the most important part. And then, yeah, being supportive of your spouse. And even if you're not at that place yet, like 
Like, even now, like, Cody's like, I'm going to do a full marathon in the spring. And I was like, yeah, okay, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know, I know that I'm not ready for that because it is, it's a big time commitment. You're, I mean, he, he legitimately ran a half marathon as his training for today. Which is <laughs> Which is what I am training for. And he just went out and did it like, no, it was nothing. Um but, like, I know that I'm not prepared for that, but I'm still going to support him. And I know he's going to have, you know, in the coming weeks, a Saturday where he's got to run 20 miles or yeah, 22 16 miles. 16 next Saturday. Right. And so I know that's going to take him a few hours. And so I can't, you know, if I were to be like, oh, really, you're going to be gone for two hours to go do this run and I'm going to be home with the kids again. Like, that's not helpful for for my relationship with the kids feeling resentful or for my relationship with Cody feeling resentful. So I think there's two reasons that would happen though. Like one reason that would happen would be if fitness wasn't important to you, like it wasn't valuable and you didn't re you didn't have a healthy respect for like understanding why that I needed to do things. Or if you never received support, you would feel like you're giving and not receiving. Cause I think like, what I was thinking about when you were kind of talking was like, we, you know, we'll, we'll tell the kids sometimes when we finish dinner, like, Hey, and I've had this conversation with Noah a lot. I'm like, Hey, like, you know, we cooked, you guys take care of the dishes, you know, work together. You know, sometimes they do a good job of it. Sometimes they don't. But I think like, we've always tried to tell, like talk to our oldest, especially like through a lens that he can understand. And it's like, you know, like we're, we're like a football team and like, you know, you know, Megan and I are like the quarterback the quarterback in the center, right? Like we're, we're operating the, 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 you know, the play every, we're holding the ball every single, every single play, but you guys have to come in and do your job for the team to function successfully and for us to be able to score. And I think like we, you and I especially have done fairly well, not perfect all the time. Like guys, please like when you're listening to this, don't think that like we got our stuff together because there are many days where like, you know, we're, we're kind of off kilter and we always have to like reconnect and have a conversation. But like, um, more often than not, we are pretty dialed in. And I think like that comes through like a clear, clear line of communication, understanding that like we, we have to operate as a team or we will, you know, fail as individuals. And I think that's been always like, a probably a strong suit. Like literally this show could be like communicate with your partner, have clear defined rules and guidelines and support each other. And like, that could be it. Like, I don't know any other way to, to kind of line things up. Um, what, like, what would you... Like, let's just kind of talk about this. Like, um, goal setting for us, I feel like, has been extremely powerful. Um, what are some of your current goals right now? And then I'll kind of go into some of mine. And then, you know, obviously, maybe that'll shine some light on how we're currently operating. Um, well, the the goal that we kind of both set um, was to do another race in the spring. And um, I wanted to do another half marathon um, and Cody wanted to do a full marathon. So we signed up for a race that has both options available. So we're both doing the mill city marathon. And half I gotta marathon. save my it's, phone. I have no idea. Yeah. It's in Everett. <laughs> um, it's in April. Um, so when we ran the half marathon in the fall, my goal was um, to do, to finish in like a 10 minute mile pace or better which I did. I think I, I think my pace ended up being like nine thirty two or something like that. 
Um, and I finished in like 204. So my goal for my, it's more of a performance goal. My goal for my half marathon is to finish under two hours. I have like a, a like a gold standard goal and then like a silver standard goal. So your, my, I, don't, I don't know about these two goals. <laughs> I, you just my, told me today about the other one. My, my silver standard is to finish under two hours. My gold standard is to finish at a nine minute mile pace. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you ran that today for eight miles. I did not run at 9.30, 9.30. Oh, it was like 9, yeah, 9.30 to 9.40 we, for eight miles. I, but I mean, so I, and. We could have gone faster. You had it in you. I could have, yes. My, it would not have been. You're going to crush that. So our, the goal for these long runs when you're training is that they're easy runs. Like you want to keep your heart rate low. So no, I was not going as fast as I could have gone. But I, think, I think it's there already for you. I'm excited for you to do it. <laughs> um, ultimately, though, I do want to do a full marathon. And so my goal is to run a full marathon in the fall. Hmm. Would you I, do the Marine Corps? Um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> part, goal you guys, established. Part, um, <laughs> part of me getting her to, t- to tell this into the world is because my wife has kind of lived in the shadows with all the, the content that I make. So like me getting her on this podcast is an opportunity, one, for me to introduce all of you to this amazing woman that I've been, that she's been hiding behind the scenes. But the other part too is like, I think like you speaking your goal into existence like that is gonna. Yeah, I've told like two other people. Well, now you've told hundreds and hundreds of people. <laughs> no, I've told like two. <laughs> I told my nutrition coach that though, because she, you know, we talked about like at the beginning of the new year, kind of what our goals were for the year and just timeline of nutritional periodization, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, f- depending on like trips and vacations and goals that we had planned. So I told her and then I told one of my girlfriends from high school because she runs marathons. She's run like four or five already now. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to run a marathon this year because she we had talked after the half marathon and she's like, I think you could do a full, you should do a full. And I was like, absolutely not. Which is how I felt about the half marathon <laughs> last year too. When I ran it, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, but then I did it and I enjoyed it so much so that I signed up for another one and I'm thinking about doing mm. now a full marathon. But the reason for not doing one in the spring You're is a good amount of listeners on this show. Is, <laughs> the reason for not doing one in the spring is because I'm like, kind of lazy and I don't want to be running 20 miles when it's like 20 degrees out and raining and gross. I really enjoyed when we were training last summer and we could get up. I mean, you could get up at six o'clock and it's light out. Like Mm -hmm. it's sunny. The sun's out already. Um, And so we would go to the track or go on our runs before and we'd be back home before the kids even woke up, you know, but now it's dark outside and we got to get them to the bus at 745 in the morning. So that doesn't really work. So I feel like that was like our secret date time. It we was. run in the mornings like that. Yeah. It was kind of nice because running together today kind of reminded me of all the time we spent on the track last summer together. We didn't necessarily like run together then because you're just running around the track and obviously Cody's a lot faster than I am. <laughs> but today it was nice and the whole time he was rolling his eyes at me because I kept saying like, I'm sorry, I'm so slow and I'm slowing you down. And he's like, oh my God. Shut up. <laughs> um, but man, that eight mile man, uh, eight miles has never gone by so fast for I me. I know, like it, when 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 you when you peeled off and you're like, "Bye, have a nice r- remainder of your run." I was like, "Gosh, this is gonna get miserable." Because like <laughs> I had time, you, you know, when you're. So I prefer. I, I've kind of over the the past year or so getting into doing more of this like hybrid, like athlete thing. I've 
kind of gone in and out of like running with music, running with a podcast, running with a book. Like last year, gosh, I burned through probably f- five books, maybe six, like on top of like doing a little bit of podcasting between there, like just with all the, the hours of running and stuff like that. And I've only ran with music one time. And, you know, we're in week five of this current prep. I've only ran with music one time. But it's like, I don't know, there's something, there's just something about like battling mentally with like wanting to stop, listening to your breath, you know, am I going to get hit by this car that's running by me? <laughs> like, um, especially because, so I, you know, I have been running early in the morning with a headlamp and, you know, my wife, mama buried me the other day. If you guys find me, follow me on social media, you can see my wife, mama buried me the other day and <laughs> made me wear this ridiculous reflective vest while the kids at school are making fun of me. Um, but it is because I do run so early in the morning. Um, but it's, you know, I am looking forward to those like brighter, warmer days. We were watching a vlog earlier of a guy who was talking about how the, you know, what do you say? Summer miles bring false, false miles. miles. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I think, you know, based off of where we live in the world, like, I don't know that we experience a lot of hot, hot time of the year. That's maybe lasts for a few weeks for us in the summer, but um, we kind of get fair weather all the time. So it's kind of nice, but um, I forgot what I was going to say there. Oh, so my goals. <clears throat> so I set the goal last year to run the half marathon. And that was, I, when I first set out inside of it, the first vlog that I did talking about it, I said that I just wanted to break two hours. Then as I got more into it and started to learn more about like heart rate or heart rate zone training and like my pacing and stuff like that, I saw that like my pacing was close to where I could do a, uh, a 145 or sub 145. And so like, then I committed to that, I think for this first marathon, and again, like, I'm, I'm a big guy. And uh, I also am still training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I still do my CrossFit workouts I still do Olympic lifting. And my wife does as well. I think for me, the goal is to finish the marathon without walking. So like that should put me around four hours. And then I think the the Marine Corps marathon, I'd like to go under four. So like this one is finish, don't walk. The next one will be under four. And then I'll just kind of go from there. I do have aspirations to do like a 50 miler in the future. I don't know that I'm interested in the 100 miler, although um, a mentor that I just hired is basically inviting all of us inside of the mentorship group to come out to Texas to run a 100 miler with him. That That's the only thing that piques my interest. But I think prior to having that invite, 50 miles seemed about, about the furthest goal that I wanted to pursue. Um, so babe, I think we crushed this show. Um, is there anything that I did not ask you that you would like to, to share with the, the listeners out there in the world? She's got nothing. <laughs> you guys, we're recording this podcast at 10, 15 at night on a day that both of us had long runs. So ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> she's falling asleep. So, um, <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening again. My wife and I have, um, you know, I honor her. I love her. I'm, I'm so glad that she, you know, shared some time with the listeners on the show. Um, I, I know that some of the things that we talked about in this podcast can offer maybe some perspective or some strategies that you can put into, you know, your marriage or your relationship or your future marriage or your future relationship, wherever you're coming to the show from. But this has been something that I think we just because when I, when I talk to clients, I know that it's, it's, it's a common struggle of making fitness a priority in your marriage, but I don't know that 
we would have as good of a marriage as we do now without it. And um, I hope that those of you listening to this can get something to it. Um, so, Megan, thank you for coming on the show. I love you. I honor you. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and tuning into the Virtuous Coach podcast. I release episodes every single week. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any. You can learn more about me by following me over at Instagram and Facebook at Coach Cody Smith. Lastly, and before you go, I would love your help. Please head on over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star rating and review. This is how we grow the show and continue to bring impactful information to you. Thanks again for tuning in. And we will see you on the next episode.